Welcome back to New Money. This evening we're discussing investments. My guest is Gareth Stobie. You can email me on brian at bdtv at dot, dot co dot za. Gareth, let's just talk about the, the, the question about how difficult it is to pick an asset class. And we've got a little graph, we've got a little slide there that yeah. I want you to talk through. And uh, returns as evidence loads, I mean, if you have a look at the returns, and I hope, I hope this has come out clearly, very difficult to put a busy, busy graph on, oh, slide on this. Yeah. But this, in, this is one-year calendar returns. Correct. Uh, going back to 2004 up to 2021. Yeah. And if you look at all the different colors, I mean, you'll see every color is represented by a different asset class. Correct. And this is very different. So on the one year, I mean, it's all over the place and difficult one year to pick the right asset class. That's why we say it's not about market timing, it's about time in the market. But how does the 10-year graph, fortunately I haven't got it, how does the 10-year period stack up? So, so what we try and demonstrate here, Brian, and, and you could have followed your favorite color there and it would have darted around. So, so take listed property, that's a classic one in the South African market because it went from being the absolute darling in our market for a number of years in a row, then suddenly at the bottom, then suddenly at the top again. And, 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 and for those who don't know, that's the yellow. <laughs> well, there you go. So there you go. You yeah, the, the yellow. yellow. You can see <laughs> the yellow. So, 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 I mean, wouldn't life be easier if you could just look at last year's uh, Smarty Box and pick the top color and hope that that's going to be the same color again? And, and the reality is that markets move, sentiment moves, and, and the asset class returns move through that at different times, and they're, they're uncorrelated to, 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 to one another. That's a one-year picture. If you move to a 10-year picture, what you find is that the risk asset classes, so those are equity, global and local equity, property, global and local property, those asset class all drift above the defensive asset classes of bonds and, 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 and cash, basically. So it, it, tells this, it, it tells the classic tale of, once again, um, time in the market. And even though it's uncomfortable often to hold those risk asset classes because they dart around, over a longer-term time frame of 10 years plus, they all drift to the top of, of the chart and the defensive assets drift, drift to the bottom, as you would expect because it's a classic risk return type of trade-off through time. But you need that time factor to, to resolve uh, the noise. So the noise basically dials down as time goes on, and the risk asset class shows you kind of, you know, where, where the longer return is. And that's why we've discussed, don't on. disinvest. Don't panic, don't invest. Great. I mean, yeah. if people that panicked in 2020 when COVID hit, I mean, within a couple of months, they... And, and there were lots. There, were, there was, unfortunately, billions of rands that left yeah. our savings market. And, and, the, and those investors, to your point, will struggle to, to recover now because they, they've missed that market bounce. Um, and and it, it really is that classic old saying. Yeah. Now, this is the time of the program where so many people say, it's amazing, when you come to emails, you seem to speed up and you've got to go a little slower. My wife keeps saying to me, slow down, slow down. So let's get some of the email. Gareth in, Gareth in Southgate says, do you think that bonds are, f are failing and are there values or dangers in investing in bonds over the next 12 months? I mean, we've had, the, we've had a bit of a seller from the bond market over the last few months. Yeah, well, interest rates have risen. So... Uh, you can expect some, some, some capital decline when interest rates have risen. But, but our bond market is stable from all other aspects. You know, I think it's, uh, uh, it's a very mature, stable bond market. Uh, if you hold that instrument to maturity, I, I'm certain you're going to get your, your capital back in, in our government bond, bond market. So, so yes, again, there's some, been some volatility in the short term. But if, in terms of your overall financial plan, it made sense to have that allocation to bonds. I would, I would stay where you are. The, the, the yields are, 
are still good there. Yeah, particularly, if, I mean, South Africans who have money here, really, a lot of them are looking for income because yes. offshore money is really for capital growth, long-term capital growth. Yeah. Let's go to Neville in Cape Town. He says, following the pullback in equities over the past six months, are you finding equities more attractive right now? Well, are you ready? Are you, are you ready? <laughs> so I'm not, after everything I've said tonight, I'm not going to <laughs> advocate for a tactical buy into equities. But, but for a saver who, who's putting away money every month, isn't it wonderful to be buying into a market that's you know, 10, 20% cheaper than it was, say, six months ago? So from that standpoint, absolutely, it's a good time to be buying uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a repeated basis. If you've got all your money in cash, is this the time to move all your money into equity? There's no way as a minister to be bold enough to give that answer. But certainly, um, when you have this market sell-off for, for people who are saving for the longer term, this is a great time to be accumulating equities. It's very much like the graph. I always say, if you look at a graph like that, and you're buying equities all the way down, ultimately equities will recover and will hit new highs. Correct. So on this side, when you've been buying all the way down, equities actually, you're buying them at a lower price Correct. in five years' time. If you're buying it that way, yeah. often you know you're buying at often higher prices, and if you come back to the medium, you won't have made much money. Yeah. So the best time is to be buying when markets are down and start nibbling. I mean, if you know if you've got a long-term strategy, you can't wait for that bell. I mean, look at the rand. I mean, yeah. I mean, are you surprised that the rand's trading at over 17 uh, to the dollar? I am rather, but uh, just to on the earlier point, I think it's important when you make that investment to the equity markets that you're well diversified. So there too, now's not the time to chase a particular sector because you've seen over the last six months this sector did better or whatever. I think there too to be well diversified when you come into the equ equity markets. Um, the RAND, the RAND sell-off has been surprising. It was just the other day when we were all praising the RAND after its uh, you know, bout of strength and, and, and so it goes on. You know, I mean, it was a few months ago the RAND was 14.60 to the dollar. There you go. Yeah. And 18 something, 18.80 to the pound. Mm. And now we're over 20, and, and, and I, mean, I mean, the pound is weak. I mean, the euro is very close to one-to-one. -one. Yeah. I can't ever remember it being one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Pound, you know, the, the pound before Brexit was around about 145 yeah. to the dollar. It came back to after Brexit to 119, yeah. then back to 137. Yeah. It's back to 119 again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when it comes to currencies, I suppose you've got to, yes, it, the rand jumps around. What does it mean for you and your financial plan, I think, is the, is the critical question. I mean, uh, um, so, so... I suppose, Brian, you, you probably got a lot of living in your T clients. You're probably drawing m mostly on, on local assets, I'd imagine, given your earlier, co earlier comments. So that, that shouldn't affect them too much. For, for, for younger savers who are, again, accumulating wealth, yes, some of their money now, if they're investing in like a balanced Reg 28 fund, is going to be going offshore at this higher uh, um, inflation rate. But guess what? They're buying global equities at a cheaper level than where they were sort of three, four months ago as well. So... This stuff has a way of working itself through, through, through time. The RAND actually over longer periods of times is a, is a remarkably stable currency actually relative to some of our, our, our peer group. Um, so I, I'd like to think that we'll see it strengthening again over uh, hopefully the not too distant future. Yeah, because one, two of the factors affecting our RANDs, one obviously is inflation. Our inflation rates are a lot lower. Interest rates, mm. and then there's obviously uh, being, uh, being an emerging current um, market, and then politics. Uh, do, uh, I, I mean, I, I think this electric, electricity crisis and all that is having some effect. I mean, I certainly wouldn't, if I was abroad, I certainly wouldn't be investing in South Africa yeah. at this stage because I'd be scared about, you know, can I, can, what, 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 I'll start a business here. Yeah. Mm. Let's say I'm in manufacturing. I want to, you know, I'm, I may not be able to yeah. for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Look, there, there are loads of variables and inputs that go into the pricing uh, 
of the RAND. I mean, I mentioned the carry trade earlier. There's our whole resource economy that is, uh, you know, big exporters of, of raw materials. And, uh, you know, they, they were dri driving some of the RAND strength earlier in the year. Again, I, I'm not going to be drawn on, on kind of which variables are going to have the, the say at the end of the day. Um, only that client should, again, remain well diversified across, uh, across currencies and across strategies. I mean, my colleague, uh, Chris Rawls, got a wonderful saying, sort of, don't predict, be prepared. And I suppose the preparation here is to ensure that uh, your financial plan is in the right currency, I suppose, depending on what your particular goal or your particular outcome is. So if it's long-term discretionary savings for that to all be offshore, then it doesn't really matter what the RAND does, uh, actually. Um, I suppose if you're needing to bring money back to, to fund an income, that can, that, that can be problematic. Gareth, I've given you, you've had a very easy time with our program so okay. far. So I'm just going to share with you, I've always had a philosophy, what would I do for my mother? What would I do for my son? What would I do for myself? And at this particular point, over 17, I certainly wouldn't take money out of South Africa. Well, you would you? Over 17, no. No? No, I wouldn't. Um, so I, I do invest my mother's money. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's at a, a, at a low equity fund that's got a huge bias towards South African assets, South African equity, South African property, and South African fixed income uh, uh, instruments. What do I do for myself? I've got... 30 plus years until I retire, hopefully, and I'm long equities. I'm as long as I can be, both in, in local equities and, 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 and global equities. And my kids would be... Yeah, so you invest your mother's money, do you invest your kids' money? I'm look, Are they watching? I'm they trying hard. They I'm, tend trying. I, I'm trying hard uh, on, 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 that, on that front. We, we've been looking around for Lego shares that don't exist, unfortunately, in <laughs> listed capital markets. But, but certainly I'll be passing on the philosophy of, of, of equity yeah. investing for, for the long term. Well, guys, I hope you're watching, watching your dad tonight and he's doing a great job. Larry in Westcliff says, I'm very overweight in equities in my global portfolio. What other investments can one do internationally to give some diversification? We spoke earlier on about the difficulty the last few years because nothing gave any value other than equities. And, and, and global bonds felt, felt uh, difficult. Glo global property perhaps is worth, worth looking at. Uh, in fact, we actually run a global property uh, ETF that invests in the 40 largest global property stocks uh, in the world. Last year it had a particularly uh, good year. It was kind of the, uh, I think there was a lot of sentiment post-COVID that the property markets were, were returning to normal. And then this year it's had a strong sell-off because of rising, uh, rising interest rates. So it's perhaps not the worst entry point for, for global property to, to diversify your risk assets away from just purely, purely equity. And then in the bond market, sure, that's a vast world. Um, so you'd have to see analyze that carefully as to you know where you'd like to invest there are a few south african asset managers who run diversified multi-asset portfolios offshore who will give you a combination of all three things that i've just discussed so that might be worth looking at as well yeah uh, probably the last email of the evening luke in springs says what is the likelihood of a market rebound and rand recovery and where do you see the rand in six months time is the strength of the dollar against the pound not going to create further problems for global markets? Well, the dollar is very strong at the moment. Where do you see rand and interest rates in six months' time? Do you, you think you've got any feel that markets could rebound in the next six to 12 months? No, I, I honestly couldn't be drawn on such a short time frame. It's, it's so difficult. Uh, you know, we, we've mapped even the whole market of... of uh, balance fund managers in South Africa to see how accurate their calls are around these tactical pets, Brian. And uh, the, 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 
the, the outcome isn't great for, for the industry. It's very difficult to get these, yeah. these short-term calls right. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be drawn on yeah. it, unfortunately. Because 12 months is too short. I mean, it you, is, yeah. You know, you're talking the next five years, different correct, story. Correct. Okay. Well, the last six months will go down as a period that most investors will want to forget. For many who have taken funds offshore to hedge against the RAND, they've had a buffer with the RAND now touching, well, over 17 to the dollar, and similar increases against the euro and the pound. For the RAND to recover, it's most likely that markets will also have to recover. So I advise investors to continue with their strategy. However, for those who've exported RANDs for security and possible use to come globally, the downturn in the markets have been very stressful. The times may be different to previous drops in global markets, but with patience and sticking to your long-term investment strategy, in time to come, it will be rewarded. No one can answer how long it will take. Gareth, thank you for joining me this evening. It's important to note our program tonight is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's program will be doing a rerun of the show where I have the pension fund adjudicator as my guest and you need to get hold of me. My details will appear on the screen. Thank you for watching and good night.